It's the RU Review episode number 14. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio, joined by Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey on the phone. And guys, um, I, I'd love to stay positive on our final show here, but boy, Saturday was a, a just a terrible effort, man. I, I, you know, Maryland comes in a one and a half point favorite. Rutgers has everything to play for to, to get into a bowl game. And they just got blown out. They got blown out. 40 to 16 final. Um, all my concerns came true. Uh, look, if the other team has a good throwing quarterback, Rutgers is in trouble. And, uh, you know, they got that. Uh, Talia Tagavola, 312 yards, three TDs. Um, actually, they ran a little too. Fleet Davis at 152 yards, two touchdowns. The, the defense uh, did not show up. The offense didn't show up all season. And it gets a terrible Maryland defense. They could do nothing. It was, uh, you know, a Vedral struggled again. He couldn't step into his throws. It was a little windy. So you had to have some zip on your ball to get it to your receiver. Um, you know, he just, you know, those open receivers, I saw them, but he wasn't getting them to them. And, and um, you know, there, it was, uh, it, you know, they went down 20 to two in the first half. And you just knew, you know, they don't have the kind of offense where you can come back from that. And I, I will say this, you know, the, Middle of the field is wide open, wide open. And uh, Tagovailoa just just peppered it down the field. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's got a good arm. And uh, he's got some pretty good receivers. Really was the difference there is that they had someone who had a little zip on his ball and a couple receivers. And and they actually ran the ball pretty well, too. So, you know, it was... It was uh, a little tough to take because, uh, you know, Rutgers had so much to play for. And, you know, come on, Maryland got blown out to the big boys, too. These were very even teams, I thought. But it turns out, you know, Maryland's offense was much better um, than than uh, Rutgers offense. And that's really what 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 happened on, on Saturday afternoon. Well, there's no question that it was a disappointing end to the season. All along, I've been saying, you guys know it, you know, the number is six, get the six and you're in. And they were on the verge of getting their sixth win and getting to a bowl. But I still think that perspective is everything and the future will be okay for Rutgers, but it's going to take some time for it to arrive. That being said, it was disappointing. There's no doubt. Uh, you were on the cusp of getting to that bowl bid and it just fell apart early down and never really recovered. A couple of moments where you thought, well, maybe if Maryland implodes offensively and Rutgers moved the ball a little bit in the second half, you thought maybe, you know, the, the flame stayed alive, but eventually it was snuffed out. And so, yes, a very disappointing end to the season because that win would have been very, very special indeed. But in the overall picture, I, I really think they are, exactly where they need to be um, and, or not need to be, but where they would, in my estimation, expect to be uh, a team that is winning big 10 games. Now they're fighting in some of the others. They just don't have the depth. And at the end of the season, they're just worn down. And you yeah. saw it. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody from penetrating uh, and putting pressure on the quarterback. They can't stop anybody from, preventing them from getting into a run game. There's really not much Rutgers can do when they're playing big 10 teams. It's a very, you know, it's just by the end of the year, they're just crushed. They just crushed. They don't have the depth. 
Yeah. Mm. The biggest head scratcher for me is and was, um, you know, as someone who I, I always come back to prefacing it by saying it's eighth grade basketball and, you know, freshman basketball. But one thing as a coach you pride yourself on is, is having your teams uh, prepared, you know, and, and ready to play. And, you know, let's, let's be honest. Greg Schiano's paid a lot of money to be in the position that he's in. He's, he's fighting with one hand tied behind his back, but he's a guy who's been in the arena at the highest of levels. He's been a head coach in the NFL. He's been a DC at, uh, at the best, colleges in the country and he's had he's won games and bowl games at Rutgers um and for for his team to come out as flat as flat can be on Saturday and trail a middling let's face it Rutgers is a middling Big Ten team 20 to 2 in the biggest game played in Rutgers in I don't know Steve you tell me how many years for them to be that behind I mean listen there was some fight in the second half but the game was over the game was over. Yeah. The game was over. Yeah. He made Tungo Vailoa look like Tua. He threw for 312, three TDs, mm. not a pick. They ran for 263 more. The team was just not ready to play. And to me, headed into the offseason, that is the biggest head scratcher for me. Because, you know, you keep hearing preaching patience and chopping wood. And, you know, if I'm a Rutgers alum, I tell you, enough with the chopping baloney. You can <coughs> even have the team ready to play against Maryland at home. And that, to me, is how the season ends. There's, there's some hope on the horizon, but, you know, that leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. And when I go out on the road recruiting, hey, how'd you do? Well, we got blown out at home to Maryland. Yeah, that you know, leaves a really bad taste. And they were terrible at home all season long. It's it's kind of puzzling. Uh, they weren't ready to go. Uh, that was obvious. And you know, look, look, but you know, as you know, Matt alluded to, you know, you know, you know, you, you just don't have the, you just don't have the players. I mean, they're not getting any uh, uh, pressure on the quarterback at all. So if you got a good quarterback there, he's just going to sit back. He's going to roll out a little bit and run around. And it seems it seems like the middle of the field is always open and boom, just just hitting receivers left and right. So for big plays, now I'm not talking about, you know, 10 yard at, at down and outs. I'm talking about the middle of the field, 20, 25 year, uh, yards down the field. Um, you know, it was just too easy. So, um, um, and they couldn't do anything on offense again against a, a, a bad defense. They just couldn't. It looked like, you know, Melton was going to get going. It looked like he was open a few times, but, you know, Vedral just didn't get him the ball. And, you know, Pacheco, I mean, so in the second half, look, they came out, they scored, they had a great drive. Pacheco had a couple nice runs, great drive. They were, ran right down the field, 20 to nine. And I'll be like, here you go. Now you're ready to play. Now you're ready to play, but it's 20 to nine already. And, you know, Maryland scores right away. Rutgers gets another one. It's 26. What they, they cut it to 10. And then the fourth quarter was just, they just, I don't know what I want to say. They gave up, but you know, Maryland just had, just was better. <laughs> That's the bottom line. They were, they were, they were a better team. They were better prepared. They, uh, and um, I don't know if they wanted it more or not. It was, it was freezing the cold. It was like, uh, it's really strong wind. Uh, in the 30s, so the wind chill felt like 30 degrees. Man, it was cold. I ended up leaving in uh, I don't know, late third, early fourth quarter because the thing was just done by that point. But um, definitely, definitely uh, disappointing considering how much. And Matt, you're right. 
you know, at the end of the day, I, I said, I think they're going to win four or five games. So why now, just the way it went down, that six would have been sweet, but it just uh, it wasn't. And it was set up quite nice, too. It wasn't like the last game of the season was against Penn State or something like that. It was against, right. it was against a it team done. that you should beat or could, or could beat at home. And uh, yeah, getting it done was important. And, um, and, and they couldn't do that. So now you got to look at uh, the future and, and what it holds. And, um, you know, I, I do believe the future is bright. Uh, his, uh, Shiano's recruiting has been solid. And he's going to get his players eventually all his players uh, under him, And uh, I think that the, the Rutgers will improve. Now, when's that going to happen? You know, we still have a few seasons le- until that can happen, but um, uh, it, it would have been a really nice story. Just fell just w- one game short, Matt. And, and they, that they, would have been a nice story. Yeah. And I agree with John that Rutgers did not seem to be prepared to play as much as you would have liked. And, and, to a large, I won't say all season long, but in a lot of games, in too many games. And I don't know whether that is a game planning thing. I don't know whether that's a rah-rah thing. I don't know if it's just a talent thing. Not really sure, but I didn't see, you know, a lot of that enthusiasm throughout the year. It wasn't constant. And I don't know, maybe this team did just finally say, hey, look, uh, once they fell behind, you know, I've seen enough. We've all seen enough losing teams uh, in the course of my modest very modest athletic career. I played on a bunch of losing teams and you just know when it's over. Like you just, it's hard to manufacture. I, I, you know, Rutgers down early like that. There's the, here you go again. We're not going to win this game. It's over. And then, you know, Maryland smelled some blood. Um, so you kind of can see it, but I do agree with you, John, that there were times when you're like, where, where is the, uh, the enthusiasm? But when your hand, one hand is tied behind the back. It's hard to generate that as well. Yeah. All that being yeah. said, all that being said, it is the future. And I think it could come as early as next year. That, But be careful because it's still the Big Ten and it's still a long haul for this Rutgers team. I think I read something this morning that, you know, Shiano's team right now has the 25th ranked recruiting class in America, fifth in the Big Ten. It's a huge step forward. Um, he's got to secure those commitments now. The signing day comes up in the middle of next month. That's but as long as he doesn't get too many guys bailing, and so far he hasn't. Um, I, listen, those. I could see why a, a top recruit would go to Shiano. He's, he's, uh, he's developed players. He's developed NFL players. Uh, you, go, you look at Rutgers and go, okay, maybe I can get on the field a little sooner. Uh, you know, and this guy knows how to, how to get a player in the NFL, frankly, if that's, if they're really good and they're, then they aspire to that, you're not going to hurt yourself by being under Shiano. You're, you're not. I, can, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I, so I think that his recruiting message has gotten through. He's done well, but there's, it, it just, we forget how barren the cupboard was. Um, and we talked about it, I think on an earlier show. You know, one of your things, Steve, is coach him up. And that was a significant uh, correct criticism you had of Chris Ash. And last year, I guess Seattle did coach him up. But at some point, you know, you can only do so much but, you know, chicken feathers to but, turn it into chicken salad. But, Matt, we were excited about the offense. Sean Gleason gave us uh, last year, gave a little taste of some uh, a fun, uh, creative offense. And then 
whatever happened this year, I mean, I, listen, I understand, okay, there's, there are a few players short, which is the theory in which we've thrown out there. Okay. But I, I don't know, man, even though, so, you know, Bo Melton and that's it, you know, you can't get Shameen Jones involved a little more. Isaiah Washington, uh, Giovanni Hoskins looks like a hell of an athlete to me. That tight end looks like a hell of an athlete. Uh, jo- what happened to Joshua Youngblood? Guy from Kansas State was supposed to be a big wide receiver, kick returner, was, was super quick. What happened to him? Was he hurt? You know what, what happened to him, Steve? What? Is, and unfortunately, we talked about him all year long, and we like the kid, and he's, he's a winning player. But Noah Bedrall is just not your prototypical I mean, Big Ten quarterback. I mean, you, he's no, got he's some weapons but you, at his but, but, but how many, how many times do you see a quick slant? the ball out there. A quick you know? slant across the field. Get him in the slot. A quick slant. I mean, come on. I'm not an offensive coordinator. But I'm just like, why, why can't you get the ball out quick to somebody? Aaron Young you can't come. Again, Aaron Young can't come out of the backfield and catch. I, you know, to me, it just was like, what? It, it, it was puzzling to me how they they couldn't get a little more creative. Figure out a way. You tell me they have no players. None. I mean, it's, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Let, let, hey, hey, Matt. Let I'm me stand. Let me stick. Let me stick out. Let me stand out for the roster. Let me stick uh, stick up for the roster. How about that? I'll stick up for the roster. There's a couple of players on that field. There yeah. is. I mean, and, and it might be that, you know, all of the resume that Sean Gleason brought to Rutgers was done at somewhat lower level, let's say, and it's just not going to work in the Big Ten. But, again, I'd like to see him work with a guy who can actually throw the ball and who has time yeah. to throw the ball. Whatever That's happens. Good. Yes, Whatever yes. happened. It, and they couldn't run block. I mean, there was nothing this line could do. They got hurt, and then guys took yeah. steps back this year. And it's really hard. It's you really know, hard if, if you can't block, and they couldn't yeah. block. And and John said it all along. No, Vedral, God bless him. Seriously. And and it looks like he's coming back oh, for another God. year. No, he's going to come back. I mean, he didn't participate. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, it's he not – Simon got on the field. I'm gonna come. I mean, yeah, he threw a couple of nice passes, but is he the future? Is he the guy who's gonna get you there? Oh, you know? Gavin Wim- Wimsett. We know yeah. that it's Gavin oh. Wimsett. It's his job to lose next year. But Bedrill, uh, I he could have walked out there as a senior, but he chose not to. I mean, even if you did go out there as a senior, you could change your mind. NCAA is giving you another year, so if you wanted your parents or your guardians or whomever out there, you could have done it and still come back. But he chose not even to do it. Yeah. And so and he, I guess, I guess he's planning to come back and be hopefully, that. Yeah. Hopefully for Rutgers backup, if you will. He'll look terrific with this long flowing hair, with a baseball cap on and a clipboard <laughs> in his hand. Because oh, if, he's your, if he's your starting quarterback next year, then, you know, in year three of the Shiano era, then that is, Rubble, well, Will Robinson, but well, Matt hit on the big one. Will Robinson. That's pretty back a childhood. Yes, right? But, I mean, you're right. It, and to coin a phrase from a, a noted general manager who, who heads one of the football teams here in New York, who uh, word came out the other day that he will be relieved of his duties at the end, the end of the year, Dave Gettleman. It starts with the hog mollies up front, and that's right. They couldn't move anybody, but – they do have a they do have a terrific young piece in that Holland Pierce at six eight three twenty five. You know, there's talk that this guy could be a high NFL draft pick down the road. You put a couple more bodies like that around them, and then you know you, you give Wimsat the spring and the summer to get himself ready and prepared. And you know, at that point, maybe you're not fighting with with one arm tied behind your back. You know, as Steve mentioned, you rattled off some pretty good skill position players there that that's not chopped liver 
Um, and, and if they can do anything offensively, you know, with the defense that they have and some guys coming back, they should be in games. But it was the fact that they just could not put any points on the board that really, um, you, you know, stood out this season. And keep in mind, their one, their one playmaker is moving on. I mean, Bo Melton's going to be moving on. So they've got one of these, these guys have got to step up, but there there's, there's players on the roster that should be able to step up. I just think, listen, I, and I'm, look, I don't want to get kill Gleason. It's, it's, it was, a, you know, a, you know, rough season, um, yeah. acclimating to the big 10, as you said, Matt, you know, and so, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it, it, it's not easy. Big Ten's not easy. You said it a, a, a bunch of times, and you're right. But um, man, I just thought that there's someone else could have emerged out of that group, but uh, you know, it didn't happen. And again, Noah struggled. Uh, you know, played played good games and then struggled. So why don't we just talk about this? Just go over the the season real quick and kind of just uh, give a little synopsis of what happened. So you know, the beginning of the season, you know, they you know they take care of Temple. Uh, they go to Syracuse, and I thought that was a good win. Syracuse ended up winning. They were outside of a bowl as well. They lost a pit on Saturday. But, you know, Syracuse, uh, they went to Syracuse and, and, and won that game. And and uh, that was a good win for them, I thought. A lot of people say, hey, they should, be, they should beat Syracuse. But, you know, going to Syracuse, I thought it was uh, a solid win. You know, you come home to play Delaware, and they, you know, that, that could be a trap game for, for Rutgers. You never take anything for granted with Rutgers. And they, they took care of that as well. A big win at Delaware. And then that, here's the thing, guys, they go to Michigan and they play Mike, you talk about a game where they could absolutely spoiled Michigan season. I mean, they were in the second half. They were in the red zone numerous times in the second half. They could have won that game. And I got to tell you, Harbaugh was just, he was stubborn. He was insisting on running the ball. And he's like, there's no way these guys are going to keep stopping us on the run. And my goodness, Rutgers stopped their run. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, right, guys? Many of us were thinking, wow, did Rutgers take a huge step here? You know? Yeah. And then, you know, they come home and figure, okay, you know, hang with Ohio State. You know you're not going to beat them. They get their doors blown off. And it was kind of like back to reality, 52-13. Then they got uh, Michigan State the following week, and they, um, and they hung with Michigan State. We're in it in the second half. Now, again, they beat Michigan State last year. Again, we know it's a, it was a weird year and all that, but they got a bunch of turnovers and great. You know, Mel Tucker took a big step up with his guys. Rutgers, not necessarily. And, uh, you know, they, they lose that game. And then they go to Northwestern, and that game, listen, that, that was a winnable game for them and an important game. And I think the one that maybe, you know, they don't have to worry about Maryland so much if they can get that one. But you know what? They didn't play well. We're never in it. Northwestern was yeah. not a good team. They lose 21-7 there. And then they surprised me again. I'm thinking after that game, I'm thinking, you know, you know, four straight losses. They're probably not going to win another game, let's face it. And they go. Illinois just coming off a big win at Penn State where they ran the ball down their throat. You're thinking, oh, man, you know, Illinois is just going to run the ball down uh, Rutgers' throat again. But again, Rutgers shows a good defense, a good running defense. And if you don't have a good quarterback necessarily, Brandon Peters has struggled all season. He couldn't pick them apart. They they run the ball themselves, and, and Noah plays a good game. They win that game. Here we go. Here we go. And then you come back. How about the years where we got the real up and downs, guys, right? Then they go back and, and, and they play Wisconsin at home. Wisconsin kind of got themselves together after struggling earlier in the season. Now they're in the, in the, uh, the they're going to uh, play in. Oh, no, they're not going to play in the, uh, in, no, in the Big Ten Champion. Iowa is right. But, you know, so they struggled at the beginning of the season, got themselves together. 
And man, it was, it just blew them out, man. Wasn't even close. Another discouraging situation because you're at home. You figure, come on, we know Wisconsin's a, a better program with more players. Got it. But didn't even stay, didn't even uh, hang around. They figure then they go to Indiana. Indiana just, was just, uh, just dreadful and just having a terrible season. And then Rutgers uh, took advantage of turnovers and, you know, played well again, well enough, obviously, to, to for that was a blowout. But boy, Indiana getting blown out by Rutgers, man. That that's how how, how much they struggled. And that was thirty eight to three. Then Penn State, you know, you're thinking, okay, maybe they can hang around. Penn State's uh, not what they usually are, and and this is an opportunity. And they hung around the first half, but then you know it ended up really being a blowout, guys. Twenty eight nothing. A freshman quarterback came in, and and um, again, you know, found wide open receivers right over the middle again. You know, I mean, kind of what plagued Rutgers all year. Got a little, you know, can't get pressure on the quarterback. He's got time and receivers running over the middle wide open. So we saw a lot of that. And we saw it against Maryland, too. Same thing that we saw very much so in uh, the Penn State loss as well. And in numerous times during the during the year. So, you know, the, de- you know, the, the defense kind of, the, I think we really, if you look at it, the run defense was pretty solid many times. The, the, the um, the pass defense, not so much. And they just struggled on offense, Matt, the whole season, you know? Well, I mean, and as you went through that litany of the year, uh, throw in the injuries start to crop up too. Right. And it's a broken record. Rutgers finished five and seven. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Perspective is everything. This yeah. is a long process. They were so far down. They couldn't see the team above them in next to last. It was among the worst programs in the Big Ten when they entered the Big Ten, mm-hmm. from facilities to players. It just is a long road. This is not easy. And so, yes, there are some highs, almost beating Michigan. But then comes the crushing reality against Ohio State. But then you beat, uh, you know, an Indiana and a surprise some people. Listen, take the Big Ten wins and run with it. Why did Seattle say after the game? Tomorrow, meaning Sunday. I'm on the road, back to the recruiting trail. That's right. where it's at. What did he talk about when asked about the quarterback? Most important position in college football. No question. They've got a kid coming in. We'll see what he's got. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> you got to have the horses. And they didn't. And yeah, Bo Melton's going to play in the NFL, or at least he'll have a chance. And you wish him well in the senior bowl and displaying his talents. But that was it. I know you keep coming back to these other guys. They aren't nearly as good. Yeah. And the guy couldn't get the ball out and they couldn't run the ball. Like what were they supposed to yeah. do? I think it's a miracle. They won five games. And Fadakasi, their best uh, defensively, he was hurt at the end of the season. So that was, that was part of this. And he's also kind of the two guys that'll probably go pro uh, Bo Melton and, uh, and uh, Olakuni Fadakasi. You know, well. guys, something we haven't mentioned, we have to keep in mind is, is something that can both hurt a program, but also maybe help a program. And it's exploded over the last couple of years is the portal, the transfer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might now be talking about guys like, you know, building blocks that are going to say, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to go play in the SEC. I'm going to go play in the, you know, the, uh, the big 12 or or one of those ACC, one of those big conferences play for a top team. And then again, you might be, you might find some guys that are looking for a softer landing spot. And as Steve mentioned, you know, Hey, you know, Greg Shiano has been an NFL head coach and 
you know, their program right now stinks and I can get a chance to get on the field right away rather than sit behind three, you know, all Americans on the depth chart. Maybe I'll go there and I can start. So I, I would keep my eye on the portal because I have a feeling we'll do a wrap up show in a couple of weeks where we're like, Oh my God, look, that guy's gone. Where, where did that happen? Like, yeah. Like and, and how you worked it. Marui. We never thought he was going to go and he went out to Oregon. So there'll be some head scratchers and maybe there'll be some guys like, Whoa, that kid was an all American that, that went to, you know, Clemson or, or Alabama or Auburn that is sick of being, you know, fifth on the depth chart. He's going to come here and have a chance to play right away. Yeah. No and, doubt. And, and he's going to have to get receivers. Yeah. And, and working the portal, you know, Mel Tucker did a great job. He got a couple key pieces and he got Kenneth Walker, which was huge for Michigan state. So he did a nice yeah. job of working the portal in the off season. So that's big part of this. It's not just your recruiting, but working that huge. portal and, and getting, uh, and getting players in. And some yeah. of the players that we saw, again, I, I mentioned Joshua Youngblood cause he was supposed to be this, you know, super quick, uh, offensive, uh, a key offensive player that was going to help Rutgers, but you never really saw him on the field. I don't know if he got hurt or what, or, um, just didn't, it just didn't measure up whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's obviously a big part of it. And, uh, the recruiting is good and you're right, Matt, you know, uh, Greg Shano got right into it in his post. It was smart too, to just say, Hey, I'm getting on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm recruiting and we're going to get better. I mean, that was all he could really say in the, in the, in the, in the press conference, you know, instead of addressing gotta get those kids kind of a to the finish line though. Like Matt said, they have on paper, they have the fifth best in uh in the big 10 but you know how those things oh, go. Yeah. you watch that yeah shows on espn they have the draft the, the signing day and you see how many kids flip flop a million times you know oh he was all set to go and at the last minute you know he's changing and so that's the big thing is they got to like sit on top of these kids like you're coming right you're coming you're still with us right you're coming we got a spot for you yeah. that's the thing where they're holding their breath now i mean especially after such an uninspiring final game like that. I mean, kids are, yeah. schools are probably saying, you're going to go there. What the hell would you go there for? You know? But yeah, yeah, but five wins is five wins, man. As Matt said, and uh, kind of what I said at the beginning of this, the beginning of the season. And I said, the best, best hopes are for five wins is pretty much what I said. And, and here they are, they got five wins. I mean, it's just, just a bummer. As I said, at the opening of the show, man, to just, you know, just they were so flat on Saturday and just a cold, miserable afternoon, man, a windy, miserable afternoon where Maryland was just, you know, just go, going up and down the field. It was just a, such a such a tough way to wrap up the season. Um, leaves a bad taste in your mouth, too, unfortunately. But, um, you know, and, you know, getting those extra three weeks of practice would have been nice as well. So, yeah. Um, uh, but hey, do you think there's any chance Isaiah Pacheco might look to uh to go to the NFL draft? I don't know. I don't I know. Think, I don't know if he'd be drafted or not. I don't, I don't know where he, he stands. Well, there. He went and he, and for whatever it's worth, he, he, did, would, the he, senior day stuff. he did the senior day thing. So I, I, I'm guessing he's gone, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I think a lot of it, there'll be a lot of conversations um, with the coaching staff and the players and where the reality is. I mean, it just might be a case where Rutgers says we're, you know, we're moving on. Uh, he might decide to move on. He might just decide, listen, this is a hell of a game. It takes a toll on your body. And maybe he's just ready to go into the real world. I don't know. And, you know, hey, you know, he's and, a guy that I really would love to have seen run behind a competent 
offensive line and, and you know with a quarterback that's you know worth his yeah he's tough you know weight in, in gold because yeah. Yeah. I think the kid's got a lot of talent he's a strong runner he can run around you he can run over you and I, I you know yeah. I don't know I, I think his best days might still be ahead of him I mean he he seems like a guy that that Bill Belichick would take a run at in like the fifth or sixth round and then all of a sudden you know he's doing some nice things on special teams and then a year or two into it he's getting a chance to contribute. I think he's a talented player that, um, you know, who knows if he comes back good, if, if not, then, you know, I wish him well and think that he's got a, a nice future somewhere. And guys, here's where is this Greg Schiano's strengths. I mean, he's a guy who coached in the NFL, who's been, he's a football lifer and a guy who can tell can guide these guys and say, Hey, here's, I think you get, you do have potential and here's how and why and such. And, and so that's why um, he's, a, he, he's a positive for, for recruits without a doubt. And I think it's showing his recruiting so far. And the fact that he said, Hey, let, we're looking towards the future. I'm going to get on the road right away. So what he said is, Hey, it's time to go to work. So that's, uh, that's what the coaching staff's going to do. And, uh, hope, uh, they can improve on five wins next year. Maybe a bowl game next year, maybe the following year. We'll just have to, um, we'll have to see, but anyway, guys, yeah, not by the following year, if it's not by the following year, then there's something, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, sir. Next year might be questionable. I mean, they're still playing in the East. You know, I wasn't going to mention it because, you know, it, it just it is the reality. But Rutgers right now is ranked fifth in the Big Ten in recruiting. The four teams in front of them are all in the East: Ohio mm-hmm. State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. It is a death march to East, and it's it's yeah. going to remain that way. And so the challenge is for Rutgers to get closer to that group. But the reality is it's going to be hard to overcome that group. So, yeah. yes, Rutgers should be in a bowl game in two years. Next year certainly is a possibility. But there may need to be one more cycle of development and maturity and recruiting mm-hmm. before you can finally say to Greg Shiano, hey, is that all there is? Yeah. Brought you back, and, and this is where we're at. Yeah. But I, yeah, I the, still think it was – The clock the, – the time clock is starting to, to um, you know, two years in. I think year three, you really got to start to see some tangible evidence yeah. that, that, um, you know, we're not going to Northwestern and losing lackluster games and we're not getting blown out at home in with, with a shot for a bowl game. You know, the, the, as I come back to the keep the chopping wood stuff is going to really start to wear old and people are going to say, Hey, let's start chopping at your salary a little bit here because listen, they're not going to challenge for the big 10 championship. Let's, put that out of it that's never going to happen ever 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 never going to happen but you know they got to show that they can you know games that they, they can't lose by 50 points to some of these teams and they can't let maryland come in and and uh do what they do and just teams get teams get comfortable at shi stadium and it's that's got to stop i mean losing on the road okay but losing at home that's got to come to an end he's got to shore that up got to figure that out yeah figure no doubt things that have to be improved on but keep in mind how how many games in the big 10 did they win in the years prior yeah again again he got wins not a lot yeah Yeah. but they had zero three seasons ago i agree he had three last year so Listen, you can't rest on that for long. John, I'm with you. This is a result-oriented business, but perspective, perspective. Yep. As hard right. as it is, there is improvement there. And then this year, hey, it was a little bit of a step back. There's no question. What was expected yeah. of this team? They didn't answer the bell on certain occasions. And 
who knows? There may be some coaching changes in his staff. I can't imagine that Greg sat there and said, we play to the best of our ability. So there's always turnover. There's bound to be some in the coaching side. I don't know if it comes, you know, I don't think the offensive coordinator is in any trouble, not with Wimsat on the horizon. That's part of the reason he came to Rutgers. So I don't think that Gleason's in trouble. The DC might, you know, have his feet put to the fire, but again, I was reading something this morning. I didn't realize the relationship, but he's been with Chiano at a lot of different places, including the NFL. So Greg is going to be reluctant to make a change there. Uh, until until it becomes obvious that something needs to be done, some would argue that it is obvious. I would say he's you know uh, another year before that that becomes fact. Yeah, and Gleason's going to have look. He's just going to have to step up next year. And w- w- with Wimsad, I mean, um, I don't know how much uh, how uh, how short or long the leash is, but you know he's got to um, he's got at least uh, it, it step up on the offensive game uh, for sure because it was just. You know they they struggled considerably, and you know when you can't move the ball at all, you're just 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 putting so much uh, so much pressure on the defense. And so now with Wimsack coming in, but again he's going to be a young quarterback, and uh, skill skill positions and such are still a question mark. So it's it's going to be a it's part of the build, man. But uh, uh, at some point he, the, the offense has got to get it moving for sure, or they're just going to struggle to win just even the just even their non conference games. Uh, and that's the thing, man. They they've got is you know with that with 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 the you know the four uh, teams they have to play every year. I mean they 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 can't even slip up on their non conference games. They got to win those if they want to do if they want to go into a bowl. So it's um that's just the uh, that's just the reality of it. And um and they knew you know Rutgers knew going into the Big Ten East that this is the way it was life was going to be. So uh, as you, and you've alluded to it many times, Matt, about how hard it is. And uh, that's just the reality of it. But, uh, hey, guys, love talking football with you, especially Rutgers football. Uh, It was a good season. Uh, Certainly our podcast was a lot of fun. Uh, There was a lot of ups and downs. But it looks like this will be it for us uh, unless unless we want to do a check-in show, um, a recruiting show somewhere down the road. We'll talk about that for sure. And... um, uh, but it's a, been a great time uh, talking with you guys about football. And now I guess we'll focus on uh, the Jersey Hardwood podcast and talk about uh, Rutgers basketball and Seton Hall basketball. Uh, and we'll get that going certainly this week as well, because we're due for a show there. So that'll do it for the season for Rutgers going five and seven, missing a ball by just one, just one win. But uh, next year, uh, we'll see how that uh, works out as the build continues. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan and John Magalini. And you can check out our site, moresportsnow.com. And of course, our podcasts are on SoundCloud. They're on Spotify. They're on iTunes and other uh, directories as well. So check out the uh, Jersey Hardwood uh, podcast. That'll be coming at you within the days. And that we'll uh, have that all season long. Bye-bye.